Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Bench warmers, we don't have to cry on this episode. We got great news to talk about. We brought in a special guest. We are live. For uh, the first time here in a couple weeks, I think it's been a few time, few weeks here since we've been live on this show. Far end of the bench, bonus episode coming at you. We have to break down the before the series starts. Our normal episode still going to come out on Thursday. We'll talk about how the games look so far in the Western Conference Finals, but we get to talk about the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Something that we were trying not to say out outright because you know if you've listened to the show for we a long time, way too much. <laughs> yeah, we, that's we, we mush everything that we talk about. We we did a, a series on this show where we did our top ten in college football throughout the season. Every team that we put in our top five loses the next week. Like I put Iowa, I think number one, and they got upset two weeks in a row. The next, it was, yeah, it was. Like, like we, we, we put we put bad juju on ourselves, and for somehow, some reason, last year it may have got the monkey off our back. Like last hockey season may have got the monkey off our back because right now we are buzzing, Jimmy. We are buzzing. We are buzzing. Uh before we get into everything, this is our bonus episode. We are presented by the far end or excuse me, the variety sports network. Far end of the bench. Buzzing. Follow us at FEOTB Pod. Yeah, we are far end of the bench. I've done this for three years. I think I, I kind of have an idea as to what we're doing. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have a, a take on the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Nuggets, drop it down below when we have Terrell from Realism Sports Talk on to uh, break down that series a little bit more in depth, which he'll be coming up here in about 10 or 15 minutes or so. Um, you will be sure to bring those up. So drop it, drop down in the comments below. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're watching on YouTube live and if you're catching the replay or if you're listening back, be sure to follow the show wherever you listen, all that good stuff. It, it helps us out. We're starting to build our base. We've got a nice foundation built. Now it's up to the people that are the base of our pillar. Let's bring in more. Bottom and, and of the totem pole's strongest part. And this is arguably the first time we've ever brought an actual real rival. Yeah, we had the Thunder guys were we the Thunder for Tampa Bay and Seneca Final, but I hate the Lakers with every ounce of me. Like yeah. literally every ounce of me. We haven't had a Steelers fans on. We haven't had a, a, a Raiders fan on. Actually, we have technically because Darren's a Raiders fan, but down to the net and grit of it, I hate the Lakers with every burning passion. But I like our guests, so so you know what? I'll get past that that for that reason. That's the worst part. Like it's the best part and the worst part about doing these online stuff and finding all these other independent content creators and podcasts. Like you want to hate them because you know that they like the other team, but they're just good. Like it's good people, and they also have the they do the same thing we do. They get together in their basement, like I'm set up in their apartments. They have a computer, a little web camera. And they're good to go. They talk about sports. Everybody's got their own opinion. Some of us may follow the wrong team. That could be a, a circumstance of where you grew up. We'll, we'll get it. I, I'm sure like people think the same way when they hear Nico talk about the Nuggets. Like, oh, well, if he wasn't born in Denver, it'd be different. Well, guess what? Guess we what are. I was. We're, we're native Coloradans. He watched basketball from the time that he was in his crib 
all the way through. His dad's been heavily involved in the game. So, yeah, I've we are Nuggets fans and we are homers for sure. Birth and pause on that. But I've been sucking wind and sucking thin air for, for since I came out of the womb, all right? So, yeah, I bleed inside of the state. We legit have different blood. I tried to explain that to, especially when I was up in Gunnison. When you train at with such little oxygen at such high altitudes, your blood cells are literally, literally built different. So people try and be us, but they can't deal with the yeah. elevation. Plus, well, that's that's why Olympians come here. That's why uh, all, all these different high level athletes all train here. What can I say? Colorado yeah. is still different. I like it better instead of circling back to our home teams. Let's just circle back to our home state because we can talk about that for days. There's all tons of good things about Colorado. Everything, everything is great. But let's uh, quickly wrap up kind of the Sun series. We'll start off. Monty Williams did get fired after this past season. So as good of a job as it looked like he was doing, the teams that he was putting together, the success that they've had, kind of sustained success throughout the postseason. Monty Williams does end up going along with the the team. As soon as they lose, he gets fired and loses his job. We kind of saw the, the writing on the wall. We both said that we, we thought the Suns would be able to come back, and, and if they played well and got the contributions they were getting, could possibly push it to seven. But we also both said that we wanted to see the Nuggets make a statement. There wasn't much more of a statement that you can make winning by 20. I had friends that I that are diehard Suns fans from Arizona. I, I've te- told you this too. Texting me with two minutes and 50 seconds left in the second quarter, congratulating me on the win and going on to the next series. Like, yeah, good luck in the, in the next round. What? Did the Nuggets win already? Did I miss it? It's like, no, it's, it's only the second quarter. What, what are we doing here? 30 piecing. I mean, an absolutely embarrassment. I mean, look, we'll get to the Monty Williams stuff here in a minute, but I thought this team had a little more heart. But obviously they don't like, 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 like they, they really just said they, they, they conceived like, like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. We'll talk about uh good old Philadelphia here on Thursday show. So you, don't you worry. We'll talk about conceding there uh, on that, on that episode, but we'll talk about conceding in terms of the Suns, and they, they just basically gave up. You got your ass kicked. You were, you were in the game and what are you going to, who are you going to play? Right. Was it, what, is it going to be Chris Paul who, Obviously, didn't play the last three games or four games. Is it going to be Monty Williams, which obviously seems like the case? Is it, or is it going to be DeAndre Ayton, which in the most pivotal game of the season decided, ah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I there, there's a lot of blame going to be around, but at the same time, all the praise in the world needs to be coming to the Denver Nuggets because there was zero, zero let up. From the opening whistle, you said, we're not fucking around. We're going to come at you, and you're not going to be able to stop us. And when you try to, and when you think that it's going to be a two-man team versus eight guys, you're going to have a long day. You're going to get embarrassed on national television for, people forget, the second straight year in a row. Because when they lost in the Western Conference semifinals last year, they lost by 40 on home court to the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. And now this year, obviously, losing, losing by 30 on home court in a pivotal game six. Like I said, look, the Denver Nuggets deserve every, all the praise in the world and what, and what we did because, man, between the, the, the adjustments that Michael Malone made defensively from game three and four to game five and six or or the adjustments from, 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 uh, from who, who offensively is going to be the guy every night, like whether it be KCP some nights, whether it be Mike, whether it be Jamal, or obviously the MVP, the rightful mm-hmm. MVP, it, it came from every different direction. It did, and the bench too. Like you got multiple guys from your bench putting out double-digit performances, and, and I got the the box scores pulled up here. But Bruce Brown, I think we've been giving him his his credit all series. Ooh. 
20, plus 26 in the final game, 13 points. But you, you said it multiple times throughout when we were talking about the Nuggets-Suns matchup. What he brings to the floor defensively, what he was able to do stopping Kevin Durant, that's where you, you bring his inherent value to the floor. And I love the fact that this team, they've bought into Michael Malone so much. And I think if we're going to talk about the way Monty Williams got gets fired and, and we're going to talk about coaching, Michael Malone has been on the chopping block locally here. Like all the fans that don't really know what they're looking at and they just want, you know, George Carl is the, the greatest and that, the Nuggets will ever, never get back to there. Right? I hope that they're waking up now looking at the fact that we are in damn near the exact same situation with a coach that so far has been able to push the right buttons and push his team to another level when we, everybody thought, you know, there's going to be this that happens. If uh, Normally, what happens when the Suns come out and they show that they're going to concede? The Nuggets drop down to the level of their competition. There was none of that. that like I said, it was the message sent. We are able to do this. A, we can send you home whenever we want to. We can score. We can have production from up and down our lineup. If Jokic has to come off the floor because he's tired of playing 60 minutes a night, we can put other guys in, and it's not going to be a total detriment being able to spread around the, the belief and the fact that this team has bought into what the what Michael Malone and what the Denver Nuggets system is, is moving forward. We talked about it last year on our cup run. The Avalanche had a system where they're going to be able to play against whatever matchup style they wanted to. Now it's going to be a test. This is going to be we, – we said it. When you have to break these longstanding curses, these longstanding droughts, you're going to have to face the boogeyman at some point. You got to pull the monkey off your back. You have to have your Steve Young moment on the sidelines of the Super Bowl being like, finally, nobody can say this ever again. You're going to have to knock out the guy who's been the boogeyman of, of the league for, uh, what is it now, 18 years? 18 years? 18 years 20 19, years? 18, 19, 19, 20 years. And like I said, touching on Malone, look at the names he's beaten, right? Like Popovich beaten in the playoffs. Doc Rivers, playoffs. Obviously, I have my takes on Doc Rivers. Still a great coach. Still one of the most winningest coaches in NBA history. Quinn Snyder, one of the best young coaches in the NBA. Terry Stotts, fired. Monty Williams, fired. I, I, I mean, you could go down the list of names of, of guys that Malone has just outcoached, outcoached. And when everyone was panicking after game three and four, including myself a little bit, um, being like, where are the adjustments going to be? Like, those three guys off the bench were not doing anything. You stick with those same three guys off the bench the rest of the series, and you stay the course being like, our guys can play better. You have trust in Jeff. You have trust in Bruce. You have trust in Christian Brown. Obviously, that may be a different three guys off the bench in this next series. But they were the perfect three for the series. You just needed them to play better. And plain and simple, they did. That was the games five and six. It's a you can't say enough about how dominant it was for the Nuggets to finish the way that they did, similar to their opponent. And I know that we're going to get more in depth when when Terrell joins us, and, and he's going to come up shortly. So if you tuned in for the if you're a Realism Sports Talk fan, we're going to get to your guy here shortly. But you, you get to hear us drone on a little bit more and, and hear the Nuggets side of things. But for the Lakers, doing what they did to Golden State, we talked about it. Golden State didn't really make the adjustments that they needed to, and, and now they're going to look fairly different moving forward. But this Lakers team, if Anthony Davis is healthy, they pose the biggest threat left, right? Uh, you see them as probably, uh, the biggest Boston. threat, of, obviously, until they I get think, to the finals. Yeah. But Boston, depending on what Boston team we'll shows up, I, I think the Lakers have been a little bit yeah. more consistent, honestly, through throughout the entire tournament. Exactly. We'll worry about that when we get to that point. But like I said, Look, this this franchise, seven times the Denver Nuggets have faced the Los Angeles Lakers in the playoffs, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. All in seven, including 
three Western Conference Finals that the Nuggets all lost. 2020, obviously most recently in the bubble, and 2009 with the Thuggets. Um, obviously, I wasn't born for the other ones. That was with Alex English and Magic Johnson right ran our ass. And every, you can say, look, uh, throughout every single one of those playoff matchups, the Denver Nuggets did not have the best player on the floor. Did not. Melo was not better than Kobe. Jokic and Jamal at the time were not better than LeBron and Anthony Davis. I can say without a matter of fact, the best player on the floor is going to be one number one five. And that's not even that's 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 no slight to Anthony Davis, no slight to LeBron James, because I think LeBron's obviously all world. But having Jokic on this team is a difference maker, and he is so so much better than two three years ago than that than that bubble run too. So like I said, going to this going to the series, I can't say how much I hate this team enough. I really can't. Like 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 there's not in division rivalries in football. There's not. Uh, or sorry, like like in basketball as compared to like football. There's no I hate the T Wolves because I do hate the T Wolves, but they really don't they haven't done anything to me. They're just kind of annoying, basically. Same thing with the Thunder and 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 the Jazz and company. But if you want to talk about rivalries, and it's not even a rivalry, because they we haven't beat them, right? We always talk about this ain't a rivalry until you beat them, and we haven't. We basically still haven't. So so like I said, all the pressure in the world is on us. People are picking us weirdly enough. Fun. It's funny how tides have turned, but like I said, you, you're facing an organization you've, you've never beaten in the playoffs, never. And your and your 75 year history, or however long it is, your 75 years history never touched them. And you and you're facing a top two player of all time on the other side. This is the obstacle that says, "Are you ready?" Plain and simple. Are you ready? Because if you are, you will beat this team, and you will go on to bigger, better things. All right, we try and be fair on this show, so we're going to go ahead and uh, bring in our special guest. Before we bring him on here, he is brought to you by one of our great sponsors here, the Variety Sports Network, BetUS. If you want to put some money down, if you feel strongly, Nuggets or Lakers, use BetUS, the link down in the description below that you're able to find here, and it'll help out the Variety Sports Network, give you a little bit of extra money to gamble with. But we, we've gone far enough now. It's time. Lakers' point of view. Terrell Realism Sports, I, I talked football with you on Talking the Gridiron. I know you just went back and forth with Nico last week talking some basketball. I'm glad you're here because now I don't have to act like I know what I'm talking about. I can kind of just let you two roll. But we're thank you for joining us. And uh, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your show and where they can find you before we go ahead and, and break down this, this Western Fo- Conference final series. My man, Jimmy, now I remember we were on the show talking the Gridiron. Yep. And I'm calling it right now. You're Bengals because you're a Bengal fan, right? Oh, yeah. Y'all are going to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, Nico. Right now, baby. Joe I, I don't hate it. He's recruiting me. I might be on his side after. Oh, this yeah. No, 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 this no. This is the year Burrow. He's going to get his brand new contract, and he's going to get a Super Bowl ring this year. Joe Burrow, just for you, Jimmy. I, I like up, it. Nico? What's good? I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I I, I, I told Jimmy, I was like, he's, he, we have to have him on the show. Like, we have to because we know what's going to happen. So we, we, we're going to have to have him on the show or else, or else I'm either, A, going to be talking just shit about the Lakers constantly when I probably shouldn't be doing all this. But I know you could also talk your mess. So it, it, it'll work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I would never talk trash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, first of all, thank y'all for letting me on. I appreciate being on here. Um, quality show y'all have. Y'all are great. Y'all feed off each other. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Just because you don't know as much basketball as Nico, you bring that energy. I love that, Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, Relative Sports Talk on YouTube, 
You know, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, we got other channels going on, but right now we're talking about relative sports talking Nico with them Denver Nuggets. Hey, we, we talked about it. We talked about it, Nico. Here we go. I know, I know. I I, I was holding my tongue because because obviously it was going into game six, which you or going into game five, excuse me, when, when we talked last talked and game six, obviously. And you said y'all um, were gonna lose. This is this is true. I did say that, and and, and eventually it didn't matter because I knew because I didn't realize how good my team was, but now I realize how good my team is. So so there's a lot more confidence because because look, there's one thing that that you know that I talked about when I when I talked with you last week is that the confidence level is so damn low because we haven't won shit, <laughs> never won against you, never never been to the NBA Finals, never done anything. So I'm just waiting. For 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 something to go wrong, so I could just be, cry myself to sleep at night, like I do every single season at the end of it. So yes. we'll see. You already forced him into a drinking binge once when we've had this podcast. The Lakers, when they ended the bubble run, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, it'll be a it'll be a long night in my house. The this Nugget season is over. I got to mourn that properly." And yeah, at that point, it was when the the Lakers and or excuse me, the Nuggets and Avs got knocked out of the playoffs in eight straight it was games. A rough it was rough. Run. We we lost. No, that that was the season before we lost eight straight playoff games between the two teams in this in the span of a week and a half. So yeah, we luckily this year, last year broke the curse. This year we're getting back. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah. Man, Avs have always been good for a while, dude. We yeah. we sucked. We had the worst. We had the worst Wall, record I mean, of all those time. Days with Patrick Wall, I mean, y'all was. Right. Certain certain eras, yeah. No, it, there's like certain stretches of dominance, but even still, like we've been talking about, it took five years after they won their first one to win the second. I'd rather not have to wait another five years, but we'll we'll, we'll deal with it. I gotta throw this up. Fan who Ooh. might have the best best record in the whole NHL and then losing the first round like four straight years in a row. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean this yeah. is true. This is true. Yeah. And I, I got to throw, I threw up your shout out on the, on the screen there. I've been checking your show out big time storylines. That, that's kind of your thing. Let's big get into some of these. Lines. Let's get into some of these storylines. What are, what are your storylines heading in from the opposite side to the Western conference finals? Let's, let's talk a little bit about this matchup that we got here. What, what are your thoughts, Terrell? Here's the deal. And I, and I was brutally honest with Nico and I really didn't think we were going to beat Golden State, honestly, because I was, I was expecting Golden State to live up to the standard that they had had. Obviously, injuries, wear and tear, whatever's going on in the locker room didn't allow that to happen. But going with Denver, I mean, Denver might be the hottest team out right now. The continuity between them is ridiculous. I've never seen a skilled player like the Joker. He jumps this high, but he can involve everybody else in the game. It's, It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of scary about what he's able to do without anybody stopping him. But he is 6'11", and he's 285. So as a Laker fan, I'm scared because people are already automatically saying Anthony Davis versus Joker. No, because if that happens, we have no chance at all. Anthony Davis will foul out every single game or he'll get hurt, one of the two. We can't do that. Anthony Davis cannot play defense on the Joker. First and foremost, please, Coach Ham, don't do that. Don't set yourself up for failure. Because the Joker will put him in foul trouble in the first quarter. That's going to be the biggest the biggest situation for the Lakers is, especially with Mo um, being out game one. 
we don't have a lot of bigs like that. You know what I'm saying? We got, you got old Tristan Thompson out there. <laughs> we got old Tristan Thompson. And he was one of my X factors about, I was going to bring up later, because he is 254. He is 6'9", but he's 254. Oh, man, can't move a, worth, worth a stick, though. Well, I mean, Joker can't move either. We just need somebody to put some body on that dude. You know what I'm saying? So the Joker is going to be one of those things. But I think one of the hidden gems is going to be Michael Porter Jr. People forget how big Michael Porter Jr. is. He is big. And he would have been big known everywhere else if he didn't get injured in college multiple times. You know what I mean? This guy's coming to his own. He's got a little bit of money now. He is scary, especially being the frame that he is. In that position that he plays at 6'10", we can't match up with any of that. Our next biggest guy is 6'9", going down without the athleticism of Michael Porter Jr. So he is a scary person for me as Michael Porter Jr. I think Anthony Davis needs to guard Gordon, and we got to do whatever we can to do against the Joker. But the biggest thing about the whole game really is we have to win the transition game. If it's a half-court game, we will lose quickly. It has to be transition game, and we have to have Schroeder play defense like he did on Curry or on Murray. And Murray's not 100%. So that's another thing that they need to worry about, Murray not being all the way 100%. Schroeder needs to play like that. And I think we've given credit to Denver so much about their depth, right? And the Lakers, when they started out 2-10 and 10 and going into the play-in tournament, we talked about the team. When Westbrook was gone, I think we might have more depth than Denver. What do you think, Nico? I'm going to say no to that because – We're going to talk about that then. Well, we'll talk about that here in a second. But but to, to, to back what you were saying about the X factor, I, I will second down with, 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 with what Terrell said. And that, look, it's my, my X factor is the same thing that, that – that I went to the X Factor of the Sun Series. Who's going to be the third guy every night? Jamal Murray, unfortunately for you, is healthy. <laughs> he, he had a little a little non-COVID illness-related symptom. And there's one thing that, that people know that is not a myth anymore is Bubble Murray is just Jamal Murray. Okay, plain and simple. So you know what you're going to get from those two every night. It's Who is it going to be, right? AG dropped 25 points um, in, in game one versus Phoenix. Kate, uh, Bruce Brown. Drops another twenty-four in Game Five against uh, against Phoenix against Phoenix, and then you had KCP had big Game Two, big game big Game Six to help lead to victories. Who's going to be that third guy every night? And and that that's where the big question mark still is for me. I love I love what Michael Porter Jr. has done in this playoffs. Everyone on this team has bought into their role, um, and from 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 the starting five all the way down to the bench. And I think in, in all honesty. The bench that he threw out versus Suns is going to have to be different for, for what you throw out against against the Lakers because it's going to be more guard heavy. It's going to be it's going to be more because it's not wing heavy like the Suns were. The Suns were very 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 wing heavy. You obviously have the, the LeBron and AD, which which we can match up defensively with our starters. But the bench guys, the Austin Reeves, the Jared Vanderbilts, the Malik Beasley's, a couple former. Can you match guys. up with them offensively? The, defensively, absolutely. Bruce how? Brown. Tell me how. Bruce, Tell me how. Bruce Brown locked up Kevin Durant. So Bruce I'm not worried about. Does I'm, Bruce I'm, Brown start? No. no. No, no, Defensively, Jamal Murray has taken big steps. KCP locked up Devin Booker for what was it? 14 points in Game Six. I, I, I think I'm okay with him. I think I trust him guarding Austin Reeves more than I guard, have guarding Devin Booker playing simple. Okay. Obviously, the biggest worry for me is still the Anthony Davis. Because, look, 
Aaron Gordon, one of the most efficient defensive players the last two last two series, holding holding Kevin Durant, yes, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest all-time offensive scorers in basketball history, to 36% from the field when being guarded by him. So AG, AG is going to have that matchup either of Anthony Davis or LeBron James. In my opinion, I think it's going to be LeBron, in my opinion, because I think that 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 LeBron can abuse MPJ and can abuse um, KCP. I think you can throw Jokic or throw um, someone else at, at Anthony Davis, for that matter, and make him shoot jump shots, plain and simple. Make him shoot jump shots. Because Anthony Davis, at his best, is with his back to the basket in the post. You make him shoot those long threes that killed us, obviously, in game two or whatever that was in the bubble series, and, and, and you make him do that, you're going to have a good chance to win the series. I hope uh, so. It's It, it comes down to – the LeBron factor is scary. I mean, ter- I I noticed it. I saw the, the Draymond saga and how he's kind of playing a different role. And it, it is kind of crazy. How are you forgetting about where LeBron James is on the floor, but you got to worry about so many other places? Have you noticed that too, Terrell, where he's kind of like picking and choosing his spots? He gets lost, and then all of a sudden he's by the basket getting a lob? Well, I mean, the thing about LeBron James is, as as a Kobe lover and a LeBron James hater, not so much of a hater. lover. He hates um, him. This not, is not because of his talent. It's because of, we've, we've discussed this. We've oh, discussed man. Terrell's on my side with that with that debate, too. MJ's the best. MJ's the GOAT. MJ's definitely the best. Damn, Nico. He's getting points. He's I, I, points now. All I'm going to say is, Jimmy, Terrell is, is literally the, the, the exact person I say when I say that the Los Angeles Lakers don't deserve LeBron James. Okay? Plain and simple. So that's all I'm going to keep going. I said oh. that to him on the last show, but. So I'm saying they don't. I mean, you're saying that because you're a Denver Nugget fan. You've had like old ass Allen Iverson and Carmelo, who only wants money. You're happy to have Joker right now, dude. Of course, you're saying that. He's he's the best player that's ever put on this uniform. I'm not lying. What's that saying, though? What is that saying? I know that's not saying much. Okay, we all live in Los Angeles. What's that saying? The weather is 95 degrees. All my shit that I flushed down the toilet. And it was pretty. I mean, what are you saying? There's a lot of Hall of Famers that come from our team. David Thompson, top 10 all-time scoring. George uh, Alex, Alex English, um, what, one of the hottest selling jerseys of all time. Is that, that Where? That Where's Alex I was doing good with like the main guys in the series. Now we started talking old basketball. You lost me. (laughs) I know it's not great. I know it's not great. That's why all my chips are in this man because I know this is the best chance this ever team organization has ever had. Here's the thing, Nico. Here's the thing. The biggest thing about Denver, besides the Joker, the Joker is what he is. He is what he is. But the second unit, you brought up Jeff Green. You brought up Christian Braun. You brought up Bruce Brown. That's your second unit. I would have, I would say Rui, Lonnie Walker, Malik Be- Beasley, and Dennis Schroeder, we're right there with the depth of those guys. I mean, you're laughing. You're laughing. You said Bruce Brown locking up KD and all these things. I saw Dennis Schroeder lock down Steph Curry. Steph Curry's won championships. Their team wins. You know what I mean? Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant is a punk. Try maybe a punk. They're, they're all punks over there in Phoenix. They ain't never won nothing. Kevin Durant ain't never won nothing without having 
uh, team around him. You know what I'm saying? So making them quit in game six, hey, we made the defending champions fold. We made the defending champions fold. There's no lies about that. You're not selling a single lie outside the fact that I still don't think your bench is better than ours. Because I still think there's a lot there's a lot more pieces that we can throw at you. Like Where? I said, when you t- hey, first of all, we don't even have to talk about the bench. You're talking about your starting five into your bench. The postseason, Pat Riley did this best. The postseason, eight guys. Once once we were five, six, seven, eight guys play every single night. If you're playing more than that, you're in trouble. Plain and simple. If you if you're playing nine to ten guys every night, you're in trouble. That means your starters aren't performing. That means everyone from that. You look at the one through five for the Denver Nuggets, or one through eight for the Denver Nuggets, it's better. When I talk about depth, I'm not talking about just what Bruce, what, what Jeff, and what Christian Brown have brought to the team. It is what Aaron Gordon's brought to the team. It's what KCP has brought to the team. And you look at what, what your starting five has shown, I'm not – look, your depth is far better than the Phoenix Suns. It's not even close, okay? It's, it's, it's a night and day experience. And, and but but plain and simple, I I have to disagree. Agree to disagree is is I th- I like our guys better. But you gave me no facts. <laughs> Bruce held Kevin Durant. Okay, name one person in the history of basketball that has blocked Kevin Durant's jump shot. Come on, come on, dude. Bruce Brown, ladies and gentlemen. That's what your that's what your that's Christian what your Brown championship is. DNA. What bring up some argument like that, dude? Come Christian on, dude. Brown championship DNA. One championship less than twelve months ago with Kansas. Uh, uh, Jeff Green, veteran, 16 years old. Oh, I know who Jeff Green is. I know you, I know you love Jeff Green. 18 plus years of experience, however long it's been. Whatever. You're not giving me facts, sir. I'm giving you players. I'm telling you what I've seen and what I'm seeing. Malik Beasley's out here playing ball. Schroeder is playing defense and controlling the narrative at the point guard spot. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is coming out making big time plays. And Rui. Every other game, he is coming coming to his own, doing different things. And that's not even counting our starters. You're talking about Austin Reeves and D'Lo? Austin Reeves and D'Lo need to be aggressive, and they need to play just like Wiggins and Poole did last year for their contracts. If they come out here and play like the money's on the line, you guys have no shot. If, hold on. I said if they play. Like oh, no shot. That's a no, hot no. I said, if these things fall into place, if. Yeah. Denver's always going to have a shot with I'm going to tell you right now, I will let Lonnie Walker drop 40 on my head. I don't care. Like, plain and simple. Because because Anthony Davis and LeBron are good. This is what's going to run this team. Plain and simple, in my opinion. Uh, Austin like- Reeves, Lonnie Walker, and, and Malik Beasley, who I know more than anyone because he was a former Denver Nuggets. Same with Jared Vanderbilt, both former Denver Nuggets in the start of career. Um, both those guys don't scare me at all. Their defense scares me. I think they're very good defenders. That's but, all we I need. Don't, but they're not offensively is not going to do anything for you. Listen, Nico, what did I say was the biggest thing about the whole series? The transition game. So the two guys you just said used to play for Denver play what? Defense. When we make defensive plays, we go out and run and score. Well, I don't want to play a half-court game with Jokic. Jokic will make everybody fall fucking down, flipping the ball everywhere. Jokic is that gifted. But we're running up and down the court. Jokic can't handle that. That's the way we have to win the game. It's in playing defense, rebounding the ball, and transition. That's what we have to do. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, I like this. I like a little contention because I'm, like I said, I'm not normally able to give 
Nico this this good of a run for his money, especially when it comes to basketball. Let's transition now to that X Factor talk, like we were saying. Um, I, I think that we we sh- let's let's start with a visiting team. Let's go Lakers first. Biggest X Factor, uh, Nico. What'd you say? Offensively, defensively, or and coaching, or or just yeah, those just, just the let's options. Do, let's just do offensively and defensively. Okay, offensive and defensive X Factor for the Lakers trail. Who do you who do you think makes the biggest impact that you wouldn't expect? All right, the biggest offensive person that I think we have to have make plays is D'Lo. D'Lo's got to be aggressive. He's got to score points. Make KCP or whoever's guarding him play defense so we can get to that second unit at that point guard. I'm not scared of Christian Brown, Braun, or whatever. I'm not scared of these guys. I'm not scared of none of them. We got to make KCP play defense. And if D'Lo's making his, making his plays, D'Lo's kind of frenetic. He'd be dribbling all weird and doing all these kind of floaty type things. If he's aggressive, that opens up our offensive rebounding game. I think he has to be our X factor on offense. On defense, it's Schroeder. A Schroeder has to play defense on Murray. You can't stop Murray. Murray's one of them dogs. I like Murray. I like Murray a lot. Um, so you're not going to stop Murray. But you can say he's 100% healthy. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's 100%. I guess maybe nobody's 100% healthy this time of year. But I think that he's a little worse off than what you're trying to imply. And I think Schroeder's one of those little gnats. You know, you got a little picnic and got gnats flying around, just annoying you all the time, annoying you. Maybe he got a a blonde streak in his hair over here. That's annoying you. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what Schroeder does. I think those are my two guys, offense and defense for the Lakers. All right, Nico, same question. X-Factors for the Nuggets, and then we'll get into uh, your guys' keys for the opposite team winning the series. It'll be a little bit of a, a, a change up there. So my X-Factors, I'm not necessarily going to go players there. I'm going to go schemes. Um, offensively, like like I said, I think there needs to be a third guy every single night. Um, I think that that was your massive X-Factor. Um, who's going to be that third guy to step up offensively? Um, I don't I don't have any doubt in this defense. I, I This is the number one net defensive rating team um, in the playoffs. So far, so I, I have no problems with with how this team's going to, going, going to match up defensively. Who's going to be that third guy every night? Because it's going to have to be somebody, um, whether it be Mike, whether it be KCP, whether it be Aaron Gordon, um, Bruce Brown, whoever it may be. Um, that there has to be a third guy every night, or you're going to run into problems like you did with Game Three and Four against Phoenix, where it was Jokic dropping 53 points and no one else really doing much else. So you have to have other guys step up because the Lakers, in my opinion, I'll, I'll get to my how how they should beat us in a minute. But there's a lot of different things the Lakers can throw at you that that variables differently than what, this, what you face against Minnesota and what you face against uh, Phoenix, in my opinion. Um, defensively, I, I I I weirdly weirdly enough, I'm gonna go with along the same wavelengths of of, of my X factors defensively for the Sun Series, and that was hold Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to under 70 points a game. Um, combined, I'm going to take that a step further and say hold LeBron James and Anthony Davis under 60 points combined. You hold those under 60 points combined, um, then you're going to have to get 50-plus points from the rest of that group. And like I said, you have to test those other guys, in my opinion. Um, you hold the big dogs under 60 points, it's going to be it's going to be a, a long – or it's going to be a sh- slow-down game 100%, and it's going to be very, very difficult for the Suns to try to get easier shots if those big guys aren't going. Because you know, like I said, you're Lakers. not uh, – Lakers, sorry. And you look, you know, you're, like I said with Kevin Durant, you're not going to stop them. You have to maintain them. 
plain simple. So you got to maintain LeBron offensively. You have to ma- maintain Anthony Davies um, offensively um, and let the rest of the guys beat you. It's such a I don't I know that it's not passive, but to me it seems passive because you know football, I, I coach wrestling, like I want to attack, attack, attack. But basketball is like with the the load management and nowadays with everybody scoring, you're just like, yeah, let's let's hopefully let these two guys get less than you know it used to be if you scored 60, two guys put combined for 60, they win the game no matter what. Now it's like, yeah, let them go off a little bit. Just appease it'll appease them over here. We'll, we'll work out work it out over here. It seems very passive to me, but obviously that's the way that, that things is, are are transitioning and have to go. Uh, Nico, let's let's go here. Tell me how the Lakers win this series. Lakers win the series by a couple things. One, steal home court. You have to steal home court. Plain and simple, because I don't think you beat us twice here. I really don't. I, I, I think it's very difficult to beat this team here twice. Um, obviously, undefeated in the playoffs. You have, to, you have to win. If you win game one, you're in a great position. Obviously, winning one of those first two, um, you're in trouble. In my opinion. You, you're, 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 The Denver Nuggets are in trouble. Uh, because the Lakers are a very, very good home team, too. Um, you have to win, You have to steal those road games. Because, um, obviously, look, no one knows that. No one knows Laker fans better than I do coming to road games because I've been going to their games and they travel like no one. They travel like no one else. Um, I, I think they're the best, one of the best traveling teams across the four major sports, and I'll stand by that. So you got to be able to take those fans out of the, out of the building games one, or, or you have to be able to take Denver's fans out of the building and and make them feel that pressure. Make Denver feel that pressure of yeah, we've been there. This team. I mean, look, there's only two guys from that 2020 championship team on the roster. But th- this team has the DNA to do it again. Like you don't have that DNA over there. Like show Lakers need to show up. Be like, yes, we don't. We aren't. We aren't. We aren't surprised by the big lights. We aren't. We aren't. We aren't phased by by the MVP over there on the other side. We have a top two player of all time. We have one of the best up and coming big men in the league. I don't even know if you want to call it up and coming anymore. And we have a hell of a supporting cast that's better than anything you face. Plain and simple. So uh, that's that's my X factor, and because like I said, it's gonna be tough to beat to come into the Mile High City at mile above sea level. It is plain and simple for anybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Um, sucking air, sucking wind is, is not an easy task for anybody. The never Nuggets can play their style, the Lakers will be in trouble. But the Lakers play their style, take the fans out of it, including myself, who will be at games one and two. Um, then then you have your chance at, at, at moving going back to the NBA Finals for the first time in three years. The Nuggets haven't chased the series yet this playoff, so I, I would say that's re- par for the course. That's been their recipes for success, getting out to a series lead and trying to hold that home court advantage as much as possible. Because uh, those butts clench. Those butts clench. Excuse oh yeah. my French. Those butts clench when you when you see a team down 1-0. doesn't matter, especially with a team like Denver Nuggets who are inexperienced. Same thing with the Suns. Like you saw that 2-0 lead, they're like, oh, crap, here it goes again. Same thing for like, – that, like that championship today cannot be tested enough. And the Lakers come out firing, come out swinging, ready to roll. I mean, it's perfect. Shout out Tyler, hey, Tyler. For, for jumping in the chat. He he thinks that AD has to match Joker. I, I don't know. No, you don't. you already said no. So you want to want to give him? I, I he might have missed that part of the show since we we went live a little bit uh, early or yeah early for him. Terrell, we want to want to just mention well, what you were talking about earlier too. Well, as far as matching, maybe maybe points or something. If you're doing something like that, points, rebounds, whatever, maybe Anthony Davis does not need to guard Djokovic at all. Unless it's like a switch or some kind of craziness, he cannot guard him. He's too thin. He will get in foul trouble, and that's going to mess up our whole offense. And and, and to just counter that point, do you throw Rui on him? 
because I'm serious. I don't think Tristan Thompson sees the light of day. No. I really don't. He what, I would like to have, what I would like to have is, yeah, I mean, Tristan Thompson, I would want him on there a little bit. But I want other players to be aggressive in transition and let LeBron play him. That's interesting. Uh, I've I yeah. not heard that one yet. That is that is very interesting. LeBron's 250. He's 6'9", 250. Oh, he's a big boy. I know he's a big boy. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. might be 250, but he's even stronger in strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, saying. Terrell, give me the blueprint. How do the, the Nuggets break this curse and finally beat the Lakers in a Western Conference final, advance to that promised land that we, we just we want to get there to this point? How do the Nuggets do it? The Nuggets should say, hey, we need to slow the game down, do what we do, play team ball, half-court style. If they limit their turnovers, they'll be fine. If the Denver Nuggets do not exceed multiple, multiple, multiple turnovers, they'll be fine because that's the only way the Lakers can win, I think. I think it has to be turnovers and transition game. I think it has to be speeding up that way because the best player on the court, I agree, will be the joker. I think he will be the best player on the court. So you have to look at his weaknesses. He's flat-footed a little bit, can't get all the way up and down as fast as everybody else. I think that's the only way we're going to be able to do it. If they don't turn the ball over, I mean, unless they miss every damn three-pointer, but they don't turn the ball over, that's their biggest success story right there. Biggest success story. And don't get in foul trouble. It's all about the whistle. It's all about the whistle. No turnovers, limit the fouls. Because the Lakers live at the line. We live at the line. That's why I said, as a Laker fan, we have to be aggressive to put them in foul trouble because of the length of their starting five. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Joker. Those are some long, big dudes. Mm-hmm. We get them in foul trouble. I would, I'll would, easily substitute some of those other guys in to work them. That's oh, the no, no one, no one gets people in foul trouble like the Los Angeles Lakers and those stripes that that, that, that help them get all those free throws. Um, that 128 to 65 uh, free throw differential. So don't you worry about that. Be aggressive. Don't you worry about that. Be aggressive. We are very aggressive, is all I'm saying. Are so you aggressive? Team, we we are. This team is very aggressive. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. It sounds like you making excuses already. I ain't making any excuses. I'm just telling you what's going <laughs> to talk about look, the look. home court of Denver. No, uh, we're undefeated on, on our home court in the playoffs too, son. We're undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, look it up. We're undefeated. We won game one of the first round and second round. 49 home to home record this season. Best record in, in all NBA at home. And, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. So they're the, both home teams are very, very good. I'm, game I'm not, one is huge. I'm game not telling that. And, and, and going back to what you're saying, even, is that like going and saying with, with Jokic being the best player on the floor, this is the first time the Denver Nuggets have ever faced the Los Angeles Lakers with the best player on the floor. But you don't have the but you don't have the top three players on the floor. That can be argued. I I I I you have you you have two of the top three players on the floor. Absolutely, I agree with that. But you but just for the first time, like I said, you could argue and say that two of the top three players during the Denver Nuggets until they has a nine run was Melo and Chauncey too. So so like I said, but it wasn't the guy. Plain simple. So, like I said, I think this Nuggets team has everything that, that they want, that, that, that they want out of this team. That you have you have everything that, that the previous Nuggets team that lost the Lakers year after year after year in the playoffs does not have. Nico, How am I making excuses? Nico, I don't make excuses. I, 
I, I'm just telling. Look, it's not an excuse when it's a statistic. Okay, you want to? You, I'm like, like, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I'm just telling you what's the calls have been throughout the whole regular season. One twenty six to sixty eight. It was the number at one point. Okay, like, like that is video game numbers. That's how you yeah, know I'm I know saying- him too well. I could get him going with just a click of the button. <laughs> I'm gonna be for real with you, Nico, because you know I do not like LeBron James like that. You hate him more than anyone. You hate him as much as Tyler loves him. And you love him too. Don't play. Hope y'all love him. But here's my thing. I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm like, I hope y'all win just for you because you you pull on straws. You pull on everything. Trying to to persuade yourself to say that this is the Denver Nugget shit. I don't need a persuasion. I told you, you, Nico, when I was younger – Y'all hurt my feelings. This is why I hate Denver. What at all? Because you're a Tim. Seattle fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Jersey. I know. Yeah, you, Tim you were Tumble holding that ball. I, 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 I need to bring that poster just because my and dad. He's a Georgetown that. guy. I know he's a Georgetown guy. I love the Georgetown boys. I still boys. can't stand him no more. <laughs> all right, we're uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and get to wrapping things up. I think it's a good preview, um, and then obviously we'll be able to talk about post game one on our normal episode. And I'm sure Terrell, you'll be talking about it on your show as well. Since this is presented by our betting sponsor, bet us. Uh, I know we're not Nico can't necessarily oh, make his, his picks, anything. but we could talk about this kind of thing because this is important. Now first line opening line for game one, as it stands now live, Denver is a six point favorite. The over under is at two twenty. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that doesn't, the Lakers fans probably enjoy that because now they get a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. But Terrell, what do you think about this? And do you it. agree with the six? Po- do you agree with the six points? Do you think that it should be something different? I mean, six points is about where I was going. I was going four and a half to five and a half, so it's pretty close. I think that they're looking at Denver as you played the Minnesota Timberwolves, who was beating themselves in the fucking face, and then you played the Phoenix Suns. Who have no bench with two players that all you got to do is guard. So uh, just so stop those two guys from score fifty. Stop those two guys from score fifty points and we'll win. Who else they got? Shame it. Who else they got on their team? I know. I know that they're bad. We I have think- a bench, son. We have a bench. We ain't no shamits out here, dog. It ain't no shamits out here. You can't just stop Anthony Davis and LeBron. We have some pieces there. But anyway, going back to you, Jimmy. Six points. I'm good with that. Because the first two series, if you look at it, we were minus four and we were minus eight. So we're right there. And we won both of those game ones. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. The altitude is going to play a part. If Denver does not blow us out in the first quarter, worry about Denver. Well, if you're a betting man, if you like to, if you like one of the takes that you saw on this show, use the link down below Bet US, and you'll get uh, you'll help out the Variety Sports Network. You'll get a little bit of extra change to bet with. If you like that six point line, if you like the over under set at two twenty, some of these games have been pretty low scoring. Some yeah, of them have blown high. things out of the water, but two twenty is pretty common now for the, for the NBA. Terrell, we thank you a bunch for coming on, bringing that extra perspective. Again, you can catch his show on, on YouTube. He's got a few different channels, but Realism Sports Talk. Uh, one more time, let people know where they can find you and everything like that. Hey, we're on YouTube live, Realism Sports Talk. Got a couple more shows, but that's the main one. Hey, hey, I appreciate you, Jimmy. Bengals, Super Bowl champions. Nico, love your banter, baby. I love going back and forth with you. This guy knows his stuff. 
I love going against people that know their stuff. You know uh, you what I'm know, saying? Yeah, that's hey, what I, iron sharpens iron, baby. That's why I love people like that, yo. So, hey, I, I good luck to your team. Good luck to your team. Y'all win. Cool. LeBron's still second four. Kobe's got five. I'm good either way, baby. I'm good either way. <laughs> this is what I was telling you. We needed the Warriors to win so that LeBron would be stuck at four. <laughs> and then also get to, you know, Curry get more than K- without KD, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot going on. I had a lot riding on that for me personally. J- Jimmy is not – I'll tell you one thing. Jimmy is not rooting for the Lakers. I'll tell you that, or else I will disown him, okay? Because although you may have given me luck, I'm not giving you any luck. Because I, cause you're, you're, we're cool. We're cool. I like you. We're cool. Uh, man, I hate your team more than anyone, okay? I hate hey. your team every ounce of me. I don't ever touch if, – if I see a purple and a gold T-shirt, I don't even fucking look in, the, in its direction, okay? I don't care if it says, go kitchen's a go. I'm not buying that shit in those colors, okay? I don't wear those two colors around here. They don't even those, – those don't – those don't colors don't run in this state, Okay. That's okay. We can go to the hotels in Denver because I know many girls in there love that purple and gold color. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> just, 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 just ask John Morant about his times in Denver. Maybe, maybe, and maybe hell? see what John else can happen. Is messing. Oh my! God. Yeah, just yeah. You want to come play? Having boys can play around in Denver because obviously good things happen for us and bad things happen to you. So just take John Morant's advice, Los Angeles. Knock yourself out. Wow, it's crazy. I, I don't think they're coming out here for that kind of entertainment. They got all they need at home. Uh, be sure to follow at FEOTV Pod if you enjoyed our show and you're ch- checking in from Realism Sports Talk. Be sure to subscribe. We'll have a, our regular episode dropping Thursday. We'll talk about game one of the Western Conference Finals, wrap up everything else that's going on with the playoffs, and maybe even touch on a little bit of NFL news if there's anything you know to talk about with all of that stuff. But be sure to subscribe. Check us out on Thursday. Check Terrell out on his show. Thank Big you, everybody. Time story lines, baby. Go check Hold it out. Can we get it all together? Can I get all y'all to do it together. Here we go. One, two, three. Big, Big time, time storyline. Story hey, I love you guys. You guys are the shit. I love you guys, yo. We'll see everybody later on this week. Thank, Thank you guys for, for tuning me in. On. Appreciate y'all. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.